0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And welcome to today's program. This is Calvary Live, and I am your host for today, Jeff Figs, I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. If you're wondering where Greeley is, particularly those of you who have joined us on the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast, We're about halfway between Denver and Cheyenne, Wyoming. So I want to welcome you to today's program. And I also want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You're listening live today. Grace FM listeners along the Front Range up into Southern Wyoming. And so I'm looking forward to today's program as you call in with your questions and give your prayer requests. As you just heard, the number to call is 303-690-3000. So grab one of those open lines right away, and let's get into the Word of God. Let's uh, seek the Lord together, and let's go to the Lord as you give your prayer requests. 303-690-3000. Lines are open, and so grab one of those open lines, And let's see what the Lord has for us in this next hour. You also can text in a question, and that text line is 720-336-0897. And that's for texting only, and as we have time, we will get into uh, those questions. Matter of fact, I want to start as we're waiting for the phone calls to come in with a text question that came in. It kind of caught my eye right as we were starting the show. And the text question is, Why doesn't God answer prayer sometimes? And a lot of people can feel that way. And I was thinking about I was actually reading today from Isaiah chapter 30. And in Isaiah chapter 30, the Lord is encouraging God's people to come to him, and uh, they were going to the world. They were going to Egypt. And uh, the Lord said, woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, "Take who take counsel, but not of me, to devise plans, but not of my spirit. So in that chapter, the Lord is desiring for them to come to him, and that's the great thing about being a Christian, is that we can come to the Lord, and we see throughout the Scripture the importance of prayer coming to prayer and uh, seeking the Lord, and he wants us to do that. And in Isaiah chapter 30, uh, the Lord says that in returning and rest you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So we're to go to him, and then therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and blessed are all those who wait for him. So he desires for us to wait on him, and then your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand. And so I would encourage you to go to the Lord, wait on him, and hear from him. But the Lord does answer prayers, and, and sometimes he says yes. And I think a lot of times when people are asking that question about why doesn't the Lord answer prayer, they are thinking that, um, you know, I've been praying, and I haven't heard anything, nothing's happening, so the Lord's not answering. Sometimes he's, the Lord does say yes, and it's wonderful when that happens. Uh, sometimes the Lord will answer those prayers in a positive way, uh, according to us. Um, you know, uh, we see God working. And it's wonderful uh, when that happens. But there are other times that the Lord does say no. Uh, When we are praying for something that is out of his will, when we are praying uh, for something that, of course, his word says uh, that we're not to be involved in that, that it is sin or carnality, uh, he's not going to say yes to that. And then also we know that the Lord um, says a lot of times, as I just read to you from Isaiah chapter 30, that He desires for us to wait on Him, and and that's the hard part. I think as we live in in a world that is very instant, we like uh, to get you know instant communication, emails. Um, we have it's a computer age. Uh, we like to communicate right away. We like to get our fast foods. We like to get our Starbucks right away, and we carry that into our spiritual lives and. Throughout the Scripture, it talks about waiting on the Lord, and David writes about that as he's in the Psalms, uh, waiting on the Lord. And I think it's important for us to wait, but don't grow weary. Continue to pray, keep seeking the Lord, keep looking to Him. So the Lord does answer prayer. Sometimes it's no, sometimes it's wait, um, and sometimes it's yes uh, as He answers us but we can trust in the Lord that he's going to do the very best for us. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Love to be able to converse with you as you ask questions. Uh, but let's go to Rhonda in Colorado Springs. Rhonda?
2: Hi, Pastor. Oh, How are you?
3: I'm good, Rhonda. How are you?
2: I'm good. Um, I have a prayer request. Um, I need to lift up my uh, nephew. Um, he's 17. His name is Corbin. Um He has been starving himself, and um, it was just a few days ago that he became so weak that they put him in the hospital. He was hiding this, and he's always been thin, but it was beyond what a healthy teenage boy um, should be. And so um, they admitted him to the hospital and found out that he's been cutting himself and that he's uh, attempted to commit suicide several times, of course, in secret and um and my my sister's family is just besides themselves, you know, they have four other children, and this is a Christian home the he's not into any kind of drugs or pornography or drinking or anything he's he's lonely, he doesn't have any friends, and he just feels outcast, but right now he's refusing to eat or drink anything, and Absolutely. they the tube down his throat to um to force feed him, you know um. So it's just, uh, it's devastating. I lost a sister two years ago to suicide,
3: and... um, I'm so sorry. It's just, it's... Yeah. I I don't know what to do for him. You pray, Rhonda, and you did the right thing. You're asking, I don't know what to do for him. You just did the right thing by calling. And I'm going to ask for all the listeners right now listening at this time to just join in in prayer as, Father, we lift up, Corbin to you. And as I think about his name, I I know he's raised in a Christian home because Corbin means dedicated to you. And Lord, I know his parents who uh, are grieving as well are are very troubled. And Lord, I pray for Corbin that you would touch his heart. Lord, that you would draw him to yourself, that you would speak to him. And Lord, the enemy and the world just leaves us without any hope. And you know exactly what's going on in his mind and in his heart, the enemy holding him in bondage, the world telling him lies at a young age. And Lord, it's happening to our young people. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bring healing to him, that you would heal his body, that you heal his mind, that you could heal his heart, his soul. And Lord, that he would realize that you love him and that you desire to do so much in his life to his life is valuable and to live and to live for you and lord i just pray that you give rhonda just uh, encouragement and comfort that she needs that you give her wisdom to be able to minister to her family to her nephew that you would help corbin's parents uh, lord um, the siblings that are there uh, of corbin lord i pray that you would work in powerful ways I lift this whole family up to you. I lift Corbin up to you. I pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. And, Lord, for them to know that there's always hope in Christ Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Rhonda, you keep praying, okay? You keep praying and lifting them up to the Lord.
2: I will.
3: I'm just very scared. Yes. Yes it It is very scary, and I understand it, and we're gonna keep praying for you thank you, God bless you, God bless you. I would ask for you to keep praying for for Corbin, for Rhonda, her nephew for the family. God knows who they are, and, you know, and as I think about it the the enemy is beating up our young people and deceiving them, and um it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? And it concerns all of us. And I know that there are some of you out there that perhaps that, that you have children that are really going through a difficult time, um, maybe perhaps relatives, co-workers. We want to encourage you. We want to give you the Word of God. Um, we want you to understand that the Lord loves them and uh, to lift them up before the throne of God and uh, to be able to intercede in that way. 3036903000 is the number to call. I am Jeff Figgs here with you on Calvary Live and I'd love to answer your prayers but uh, answer your questions but also lift up your prayers, that uh, your prayer requests to the Lord with you and encourage you in any way that I can. Let's continue with the phone lines to Chris in Lakewood. Chris?
2: Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing?
3: I'm good, Chris. How are you?
4: Oh, uh just got to pray for Rhonda and her, her family and everything that's going on with her. Anyway, my, my question is, is, um, is there like a wedding feast, like someone believes in Christ and they pass away and they uh, go to heaven? Is there a wedding feast, do you think?
3: Well, what I understand for the wedding feast is that's going to take place, um, the wedding feast of the Lamb that will take place, Uh, As Jesus Christ comes back in the return of Jesus Christ, Um, there's, I think the reference is in Revelation chapter 19, and and there's different thoughts on that. I've heard it taught that uh, when the rapture of the church happens, that we'll be at the wedding feast um, there uh, of the Lamb uh, during that time uh, as we are headed away uh, until the second coming. Um, But what I understand is, in Revelation chapter 19, I'm going to give you the reference. In verse 9, we read that, uh, Then he said to me, "Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And so it seems to indicate to me, is when Jesus Christ comes back, that uh, we're going to uh, be celebrating um, the marriage feast of the Lamb. Now, there's the great supper of God that is also spoken, but I think that's more... Um, speaking of the time of judgment, final judgment that comes on the earth. Um, okay. But the marriage feast of the Lamb is when we'll be in heaven uh, or when the Lord returns and then the marriage feast of the Lamb will take place. I can't wait for that time. I can't wait yeah. for that feast. I'm looking so forward to it. But uh, also, to to kind of expand on your question there, is that um, we do know that when somebody gets saved, and Jesus told that parable. In, yes, uh, in, in exactly. Luke's gospel, yeah. yeah, and and maybe you were thinking a little bit about that, but in yes. Luke, yes, and it's it's such a touching chapter because in that um, chapter fifteen of Luke, that um, it, it says that all the tax collectors and sinners knew, drew near to Jesus to hear him. And, um, and the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, this man uh, receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke those parables, right? The parable yeah. of the lost coin, the parable of the lost son. Um, and he uh, would speak of um, you know the parable of the lost sheep as well. And he says in verse 7, that I say to you likewise, that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents right. Than over ninety nine just persons who needs no repentance, and so we see that um, there is great celebration in heaven when somebody gets saved. Um, right. the re- yeah, and that's isn't that amazing? Um, yes, and it just shows how valuable in the lost coin, you know, the lo- the the lost sheep. He goes after the one that's lost. Uh, the lost son is so yes. touching, and how much the Lord loves us and. Um, and what he's done for us. So that's what I think about um, when, um, you know, you mentioned that, is there going to be the wedding feast um, when we go to heaven? There's going to be great celebration. But here's the other thing, uh, Chris, to think about as well, is that in Jude, one of my favorite, favorite uh, verses in all of Scripture, I just it just kind of popped into my head as I'm talking to you, but um, it just, it's just—it's a great encouragement that little epistle uh, right before the book of Revelation yeah. that it yeah. says, as it finishes, that now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, I love that verse because when you go home to be with the Lord, that mm-hmm. the very first thing you're going to see is Jesus, mm-hmm. and. You know, we hear the jokes of the pearly gates and Peter at a desk and all that. Just f- f- people, Christians need to forget about that. That to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and we're going to see Him. And I imagine the Lord just looking at us in those eyes of love, you know, and, and those eyes of flame that Revelation chapter 1 speaks about and everything that's unlike Him is going to burn up. And then to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. And I just imagine Jesus putting his arm around you and then ushering you into, as Jude says, into the the throne room of God himself and presenting you, not that you need to be introduced or presented, but presenting you before the Father with exceeding joy. And the Father and the Son are going to rejoice over you and, mm-hmm. and just rejoicing over the work of of his grace. And, you know, that's, that's reality, that he's going to present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. He's the one that will keep us from stumbling. So that's so glorious when I think about that. And, yeah. and then also to think about, because I want the listeners to understand how valuable we are in the Lord, that in Ephesians chapter 1, that it, it speaks of the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ, and we are joint heirs with Christ, we have an inheritance in Christ that Ephesians chapter one talks about. But then Paul begins to pray and in that prayer he begins to talk about how we are his inheritance. Mm-hmm. And um you know, his inheritance in the saints that we may come to know and understand that. And I think me being an inheritance to the Lord, I mean wow. that that's how valuable we are. So you can kind of put those all those things together. Yeah, there is great rejoicing when we go to heaven, you know, present it before the Father, and the Father and the Son are going to rejoice over us, and, mm. you know, just, you know, we are His inheritance. I can, you know, we rejoice in the fact that the eternal inheritance are ours, but I think me being an inheritance for the Lord, He got to short in the deal, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's how valuable we are to yeah. Him. And if there's anybody out there listening, if you think that the Lord doesn't love you with an eternal love, that that, that's the lie that comes from the enemy. He loves you. You are valuable to him. And what he has provided for us is so glorious. So I hope that's an encouragement not only to you, Chris, but others. Yeah. Praise the
2: Lord. Hallelujah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you,
4: brother. And uh, I appreciate that. That that was encouraging.
3: You bet. Thank you. And thanks for calling. All right. (laughs) god bless you god bless you okay give us a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. my desire for this show and and that every time i have opportunities to declare to you how much the lord loves you and that he cares for you and he wants to do so much in our lives and uh, one of the things that we're going to do um, we just finished up with a prophecy update um, on new year's eve and then last week uh, we um are going to start the book of Hebrews uh, on Sunday. So if you've never gone through the book of Hebrews, those of you up in northern Colorado, I would invite you to that study starting this Sunday. And you can check out our website for service times. So we have three Sunday morning services and our directions to get to our church. We're easy to find. But um, the theme of Hebrews is Jesus is superior. And it's in him that we find eternal life and life abundantly and it is Jesus, and to keep Him the priority uh, of our lives is is so important. Well, uh, let's go to line one. To um, I think it's uh, Johnny uh, w- with, if I'm saying that right. Hi, are it's you there,
4: Johnny? It, yes, it's
3: Johnny. Okay, it, it's you're, on, you're on
4: Yes, yeah, you're on
3: Calvary Live. Thank, Thank you, you so for calling. much.
4: Thank you for taking my call. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate listening to you and your words of wisdom and your knowledge of the Scriptures.
3: I Um, appreciate the encouragement.
4: Yesterday there was a little girl. Her name is Ashlyn. She's two, and she was born with a heart defect, and she'd had two major surgeries. But she got really ill in in December, and she was in the hospital, and they had to keep her there trying to regulate her heart and the fluid that was building up around her heart. Um, yesterday, they had to do a very long surgery on Ashlyn to repair a, a leak in her valve, and it was not successful, so they had to go back in and put in a synthetic valve. And when she finally came out conscious from the anesthetic, she her heart was not functioning, so she was immediately put on a machine to do the circulation that her heart would do. She's um, very little. She's two years old, 22 pounds, and um, her parents and grandparents are all followers of Christ. We just need a prayer for a miracle for Ashlyn, that her heart would start working on its own.
3: Okay, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, my heart goes out. Um, I had an experience with a family last week that lost a um, Mm one-year-old that— um, his heart quit, and they called me immediately, and and so you know, hearing you speak, I I, I go back to that and the feelings and what they went through, and and so we're s- certainly going to pray for little Ashlyn, and Father, I, we do pray for her and um, little 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 child, two years old, with a heart that's not working. And, Lord, we know that you can touch and that you can Mm -hmm. heal, and I pray that you would do that. And, Lord, I know you love this little girl, and we just ask for your incredible grace and mercy. But, Lord, more than anything, for the family, the godly family that looks to you, that you would give them peace and comfort during this time. And, Lord, I I imagine there's decisions to be made. Uh, There's all kinds of thoughts um, when it's being overwhelmed with grief, And wondering and so lord i just pray that you would bless them and give them wisdom and lord we commit ashlyn to you we lift her up to you that you love her and we know that um that you love her more than we can ever possibly know but father i do pray that you would give the family courage and strength at this time we ask for healing we ask for you to work a miracle But, Lord, we thank you for the living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not a dead hope. And I pray that that would be remembered in everything that goes on. So we just lift her up to you, for you to work in every way in the hearts of the family and and everyone that knows this little girl. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff.
3: You are welcome, and we're going to be praying. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. 303-690-3000 Three oh three six nine oh three thousand. Nothing touches the heart like a child who's suffering or the loss of a child, and and it's it's something that that um, affects all of us, and and to know that God is with us, and and um, to know that God desires to bring that comfort and work in our hearts in every way. We do have open lines. I'd love to hear from you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, give us a call. We can pray for you. If you got any questions, love to answer your questions. The text line, too, is 720-336-0897. You are listening to Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figs, I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. Uh, here with you at Grace FM listeners all along the front range from Pueblo up into Southern Wyoming, and for you on the Hope FM uh, radio network on the East Coast in Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, you can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and you can be on the air. You are delayed for a week, but the neat thing about it is is you can be on the air. Somebody's going to answer the phone, and, um, and then you get to listen to it next week, and so we'd love to uh, hear from you and talk with you and bless you in any way that we can. It's always good to hear um from uh those on the east coast. What a blessing it is for you to be a part of Calvary Live and to join us whenever that you can. And we've been praying for you. Um out there I know you had a bad storm out there along the east coast and all the way from Florida up into New, uh New England states and cold and um and we've been thinking about you and praying for you and Snow in Florida is 60-some degrees here in Colorado. And a uh, matter of fact, I was reading that article just before uh, we went on the air that it snowed in the Sierra um, Sahara Desert in uh, Algeria, and they got snow for the first time in like 40 years or uh, only a few times. And it was kind of interesting to see that snow out there in the sand dunes and stuff. And uh, so, um, you know, everything seems to kind of be mixed up, and we're enjoying Warm weather and t-shirt weather, and Florida is freezing. And uh, maybe out there in in the world, that things seem mixed up, and you want some clarity. Um, Maybe you want some answers. We have answers from the Word of God. Uh, You need prayer. We want to be able to pray with you and bless you in any way that we can. There's a couple. While we got the chance to, waiting for calls to come in, Uh, a, a text, a message came in. Pray for my twin sister brandy she has been let go from her job and thank you for texting that in i know how close twins can be because i'm a twin myself and so father we do pray for brandy Uh, she's been let go from her job and we pray that you would help her to get another job a job that she would enjoy that will provide for her lead her to that right job and lord that you would just work in every way give her peace that you're going to provide as you promised, that you will supply all our needs in Christ Jesus and that you would work in such a a wonderful, wonderful way. So, Lord, just uh, pray for her for that um, provision and uh, that you would uh, just provide that right job at the right moment in Jesus' name. And then another prayer request, we're getting a lot of prayer requests for uh, children. Pray for my daughter and my grandson and all confused youth that are believing lies in the enemy about their sexual identity. And we do need to pray. And Father, as you made us male and female, as the scripture says, mm-hmm. and Lord, I pray that we would um, blossom and, and move forward in what you have for us and how you made us. And uh, Lord, that uh, there shouldn't be any confusion. But Lord, I do pray for the young people and all of us that are out there that, Lord, that we know that you have a wonderful, wonderful plan for us, that you love us, and uh, that, Lord, um, that um, whether you made us a male uh, to uh, go forward in that role as a male, uh, whether you made us female uh, to to move forward in that, uh, the way you created us, because even as the Scripture says, the clay doesn't say uh, to the potter, uh, the master part of that, um, why did you make me this way? Uh, but Lord, into your loving hands, we trust you. You got a plan for us uh, in every way. I pray that you would, Lord, just um, as we're getting so many prayer requests for young people, that you would bless them in every way. And, um, and Lord, that there would be truth, that we would stand on the truth of God's word, that it would be declared. And Lord, that there would be a great awakening among our nation and among um, our young people and knowing that the lord loves them and that the enemy's out to deceive them and blind them in every way and we pray this in jesus name amen amen and so give us a call at 303-690-3000 we are getting ready to go to a break in just a minute and i know that we have one line that is waiting and we'll get to that as soon as we just get back but I would encourage you to, as we start a new year, you know, it's new beginnings, a new year. And uh, I would encourage you to get a good devotional if that'll help you in your devotional life. I, I think one of the things that Christians really struggle with is having a routine, um, consistent, constant devotional time with the Lord. And if you're one that that is looking for that, you know, get a good devotional, read your Bible every day. It's going to do so much for you. Just make it something that now that we're in a new year that, Lord, I want to take the time to do that and to be in time and prayer to the Lord. So those of you on lines waiting, uh, we'll be right back after the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live! Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now!
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live! It's so Uh, much of a blessing to me, it really is, to be with you on this afternoon as we go to the second half of Calvary Live. This, of course, is a program where you get to call in and ask questions. Uh, Perhaps your Bible reading has brought up, or maybe current events around the world, you're wondering how do we we respond to it, what does it mean, Uh, maybe how to... uh, please the Lord and Christian living. Uh, any of those questions, I'd love to be able to bless you and take you to the Word of God uh, and to give you clarity and understanding and the best way I know how to be able to pray with you. Uh, every program kind of takes on its own um, kind of uh, emphasis, and, and it seems like today there's been a lot of prayer for children, a lot of prayer for those who are really uh, suffering and going through it and difficulty And so I want to be able to bless you in that way, uh, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, the number to call, and there is a text line, and 720-336-0897 is that text line. So text in a question or a prayer request. But Liz has been waiting for us. Liz in Denver, you're on Calvary Live.
1: Hi, Pastor Jeff. Um. It's, Go ahead, like Liz. Like you said, it's been it's been a rough day. Um, to start off with, today's the 26th anniversary of my mom going to heaven. So, okay. he, yeah. I'm happy for her, but but at the same time, I have four grown children. Uh huh. Three that really me bad, really bad mm-hmm. and I wanted to know at what point at what point do we stop taking the abuse from our grown children like emotional abuse mental right. abuse
3: right and you know Liz I, I don't think there's anything stronger in this world than a mother's love for her child Um, You know, I got four grown kids myself. And um, the youngest one is still at home. He's going to be graduating high school. And, you know, uh, my wife Sue and I, we talk about when he's going to leave and go to college. And it's so different because we pour our lives into them, don't we? Yeah. And they're such a priority for us. But I also know this that um, one of the things, the discussion that we had with all four of our kids is we've raised you in the ways of the Lord, the best we know how. We didn't do it perfectly. Um, We have prayed for them. We pray for them more than ever before right now uh, because the world out there is dark and deceptive, and Satan is um, putting our kids in bondage, uh, helping them to believe lies, it's almost like it's a slaughter out there for our young people. But we've also told them that there's a time that we've raised you up in the ways of the Lord, and it's time for you to live your life. And it's time for you to make it. And we're not against helping our adult children when they need help, but there's a difference between helping them and enabling them. And, Liz, that's what you've got to decide. Um, Are you enabling your adult uh, child that's with you um, or that is, you know, they're abusing you verbally, emotionally, causing a lot of pain? Uh, You know, um, is it time for them to leave? And, you know, when they become adults, it is. It's time for them to fly. It's time for them to make it. And that can be a scary thing, isn't it? Um, And that's what I'm
1: struggling with, because,
3: you
1: know, I've done my best. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I have. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the best mom, but I did do my best. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I'm getting to the point that it's like I'd rather just not have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And to go through this pain over and over again, to the yeah. point that I can't even see my grandkids, and yeah. it's just too much pain. I can't. I can't live like this.
3: Yeah, and, and I'm so sorry for your hurt. And sometimes we don't when we talk about, um, you know, uh, couples getting divorced, or you know, when a situation where. It is so difficult, and the relationship with a son or a daughter is strained and severed. There's all kinds of consequences in, that come with it and painful um, realities, and that is with grandchildren, relationships with them, and, and um, it just hurts. And Liz, the thing is, is there's a verse in the Bible in First Corinthians chapter 7 that Paul says that you've been called to peace and not to bondage. And you've raised your children. You you know, say, I, I, I didn't do the, you know, the best I could have, but I, I did what I could. And the thing is, it's time for them to live their life and to turn to the Lord. So your priority is to pray for them, but not just be a doormat for them to walk all over you. And to get some godly counsel, if you go to a church, that somebody who maybe is a little closer to the situation or some other brothers and sisters, um, if that's possible, because there's safety in the multitude of counsel, to be able to encourage you and pray for you that knows the situation, to be able to give you that godly counsel. Um, but you're called to peace and not and I bondless.
1: do, And I have, and I have... A wonderful church family, wonderful, wonderful, amazing church family. And and it's like every time they see me flourishing, you know, in God and getting closer to God and drawing closer to Him and doing more of His will of what He wants me to do, it's like, this is how I get attacked.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it it can happen. And as Christians, we we can get attacked by family. We get attacked by, um, you know, uh, people around us that are linked to us in our lives. And, and the thing is, you know, I've had many moms, you know, come to me and say, my son, my daughter, they're caught up in this, uh, they're in this situation, they want me to bail them out, and if I don't help them, here comes the barrage verbally, and yeah. you don't love us, and, and you're not helping. and and you're turning your back on the, us. You're turning your back on us and stuff, but there, the thing is, is you know um, they'll they'll make you feel guilty, and you know the situation that you're in. There is a difference between helping and enabling, and to be able to say, "Listen, I can't help you in this situation. If I was to to do what you want me to do, it's not going to help you. It doesn't honor the Lord, and um, and the barrage may come, but to stand firm in the Lord." And um, I think that can be a hard line there yeah. with parents, any of us that are parents, because like I said, we love our children. and We want them to do well, but um, they've got to learn to live their lives and, and to, um, to do what is right before the Lord. And we're there to pray with them um, when the time comes where you can help them, that it's really going to be helpful, but to enable them you know that's a whole different thing that uh, isn't going to help and it just makes things worse so you know um, i'm sorry for your hurt and you've been called to peace and not the bondage and keep close to that church family and want to emphasize again to everybody who's listening it's so important to be in a church family to have brothers and sisters that are there to support you and help you and pray with you and just listen and um, so hopefully that helps, Liz. Yeah. So if
1: you could just pray for me, pray for yes, my absolutely. children.
3: But... Yes. Father, I pray for Liz. She's a brokenhearted mother who loves her children. She will always love her children no matter what. But, Lord, in the pain um, that you give her wisdom, that you give her discernment, give her strength and courage to make the right decisions. And, Lord, we know that it's a loving father that we're told in the book of Hebrews, that he chastens his own children um, because of his love for us. And, um, and Lord, uh, to allow you to work in Liz's children's lives, to draw them to you, to bring them to repentance. You know the situation, to bring them to a place where they, they start doing what is right and start, Lord, to um, just look to you in every way, and so Lord, I pray you be with Liz. Bring her the comfort that she needs. Um, touch her heart, that she would know that you're with her, that you desire to guide her in every way. And I pray that you would show yourself strong on her behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: What was Liz that will verse be praying.
3: Said, it's in First Corinthians chapter seven, it's actually talking about you know the, the the marriage relationship, but there is a verse in there that always sticks out with me, and um, that he says that you've been called to peace and not to bondage, and um, and you know you are not in a marriage situation. But I also want to give you another verse from Colossians chapter three that as you are making decisions, Liz, that Paul prays that may the Lord give you a peace that passes understanding and maybe a peace that rules in your heart. And that word rule literally means to make the call. And as you're making decisions, that's my prayer for you, is that he'll give you a peace that rules in your heart and that he's going to give you the call. You're just going to have a peace in your heart about it. It doesn't mean it's it's easy. doesn't mean that you don't still hurt for your kids, but you're going to have a peace that rules in your heart. And, um, and that's what we're looking for, that peace that passes understanding, Philippians chapter 4, that yeah. we don't have to be anxious for anything, but through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving let your, re- yeah, your requests be, your known, request to God and the, be known to yeah. God. And the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And that's, that's my prayer for you, for that peace of God, that peace that rules in your heart, and that you're not called to bondage but to peace as the Lord desires to give you. And it takes strength in listening to him. And I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show I, I was I reading from. Yeah, to go to him, to wait on him, and then you're going to hear from him, Isaiah chapter 30. So you might want to read that chapter as well. Okay.
2: Okay. Thank you, Pastor Jeff.
3: You're welcome. God Lee. bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, let's go to re uh, Rena in Aurora. Did I say that right? Uh, Rena? Uh,
1: uh yes, that's correct. Reena.
3: You're on Calvary Live.
1: Well, hi, i was calling in today. It's um kind of a praise prayer request prayer request uh kind of thing. Um I'm calling in about three years ago. Um, I overcame a cocaine and alcohol addiction. And I'm really grateful to the Lord. I'm very thankful. I was living in Pueblo, Colorado, and I moved up to Aurora, Colorado, probably um, three years ago. And just recently, I've been back to visit um, my mother and my brother in Pueblo, Colorado. And we do quite frequently. And I've been going up there, and uh, I've been noticing that they still, too, are battling a cocaine and alcohol addiction. Um, My younger brother is 26. And my mother is in her early 40s, and I love them dearly, and I pray for them constantly, and they're both saved children of God. Mm -hmm. So I try to use messages, and, you know, I call them and I pray with them often. But as much as I think they're getting better, you know, when I actually go down there and see for myself, I know that it's them telling me one thing about how they're doing and actually going down there and witnessing... As another, you know, so I just really want to pray for them
3: and absolutely, and it's heartbreaking to see. Yeah, it is, and it's you know, it's it can be found in Jesus Christ, as you know. And we're thankful to the Lord that you've overcome it and that you're doing well, but it it just breaks our hearts to see what is happening, you know, in our culture and in our nation with the drug abuse and alcohol. And um, it's just destroying lives. So Father, we pray for Rena's her family, her mother, brother down in Pueblo. You know who they are. We lift them up to you. And Lord, I just pray that um, that you would free them from the addiction. It can be so difficult, something that that a lot of us can't fully understand. But Lord, you can uh, are the one that will enable us to do. Uh, what you desire for us, your will for us to be free from that, from the substance abuse, from the drug abuse, alcohol. Lord, I pray you do that work, that you would work in every way in ministering to this family. And give Reina just um, just courage and give her strength. And the words to say when she goes down to visit her mother and brother, Lord, that you would work in every way. And just bless her, keep her Lord, in a place where she's just free in Christ, uh, for my sister here, I, I uh, Lord, I just pray that you would just guide her and direct her. I thank you for the work that you have done in freeing her from these things, that she would continue on with you in every way, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that, and just pray for a lot of people out there, you know, that pueblo is yeah. very small, and there's a lot yeah. of, you know, drug activity there, so... It's prayers yeah. for Pueblo as, in, as, as the, a whole city. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. And Reina, okay. here's the thing, that a lot of people think that in a smaller town it's easier, but even in small towns, it's it's it can be so bad. So, you know, battling,
1: um, even just visiting them, I mean, temptation. I, I know that I've overcome it, but I mean, temptation is still there. I'm still human. You know, I battle yeah. things all the time and going to visit them. You know, yes. they always offer me things, and yeah, I refuse them because, you know, God delivered me from this, and I think that if it's between me and Him, if I ever pick up a drink again, you know, He won't help deliver me. You yeah, know, so you, I just you stay I in a place where that you're all safe. The time. Okay. You, know, I'm like, you guys, you guys, yeah. got to remember that I'm battling this too, and it's hard to visit you guys. Yeah.
3: You know. Yep. Yeah. And and you got to be careful of that temptation. Okay. Keep in a place that's safe, all right? You don't want to, listen, walk into the enemy's territory. And and it can, yeah, it is harder. It is very difficult. But, but be in that place of safety. Be in that place where the temptation isn't just overwhelming. And, um, you know, the Old Testament calls it meddling to your own hurt. Thinking you're more spiritually strong than what you really are. So we're going to be praying for you. Okay.
1: I I really appreciate that. Thank you, and God bless you.
3: The Lord loves you, Rihanna. He loves Thank you.
1: you very much. Okay. He loves you for doing everything that you do. It's such a blessing. Thank you very much. You guys have helped, encouraged, and helped grow my relationship through Christ. Thank you very much.
3: It's a privilege. Keep listening. Keep being saturated with the Word of God. And uh with the love of Christ. Make sure that you're in with the body of believers and um and those things are gonna help you tremendously. Okay? So
1: yes, thank you very much. You have a great night.
3: And and Rihanna, one of the things that just kinda of came to mind that you might think when you visit your family, if there's another brother and sister that's willing to go with you and just be there, you know, at that time, that may be of help. So think about those things and you know, just to help you. Yeah, if that's a possibility. All right?
1: Yes, yes, sir. I will. Thank you very much. I really appreciate
3: it. All right. You have a great God night. God bless you. You too. God bless you too. Let's go to Love it in Baltimore. Love it. Hello. How are you, sir?
5: I'm doing fine. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. You got a question for me?
5: Yes, I do. uh, uh, have you heard... Of the Colburn Bible,
3: can you spell that?
5: K O L B R I N Colburn Bible. It was. I don't. It it it's it basically it's thirty six hundred years old approximately, and it also it speaks about Noah and you know the flood, and it it speaks about oh uh, uh, let's see here Noah and it's. Spoke of uh, uh, Moses, you know, when he split the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and it it speaks of uh, Nemesis uh, okay. or the Destroyer or Planet X. Have you heard of Planet X or ne- Nibiru? Or
3: what? No, I don't. No, I don't no? know anything about Planet Nemele- X. You know.
5: Okay, it it it's basically. Uh, the whole history of what the people saw when this this thing occurred basically they're talking about uh planet x now today and they're you know basically uh, revelations eight it's a 10 and 11 it says warm wood, that the you know stars will come crashing down and and there will be a, 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 a horrific moments and it'll cause a lot of disaster uh, it, it, it's revelations is what it is and, and it's old what happened in those days Noah, they saw that same planet and we call it planet X or Nibiru or uh, this, this, they called it the destroyer or or the Bible 8, 10 11 calls it pla- uh, World war okay, well
3: I, I don't know anything about it, but here, I'm going to give you some good, good counsel here, okay, for you. Um, there's a lot of good translations of the Word of God. Stick to the Word of God and what it says. The As far as, I, you know, I've been reading the Bible for a long time. There's nothing in the Bible, and I used the New King James Version, but I've also read the American Standard Version. I've read the King James Version. I've read the... You know, revised standard version. Um, I've read uh, different versions and nothing about Planet X or any of those things. Um, the Colbrin Bible maybe seemed to be ancient. Um, it, it is um, popular with uh, apocalyptic enthusiasts, but you got to stick with the Word of God. Love it. Stick with what oh, the Word um, of God <laughs> says. And yeah. here's the thing, Love it. The reason that I say that, because There's a lot of things out there on the Internet. There's a lot of things out there um, that um, one of the number one hits, Google hits, is the end of the age, uh, all this stuff. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff that are out there. And that's why it's important to get biblically grounded in what the Word of God has to say about the end of the age. And we as Christians uh, don't have to be confused. And so I want you to—I um, appreciate your calling, but sometimes we get sidetracked by Colburn Bible uh, apocalyptic, you know, enthusiasts, and they saw this and they saw that. you got to filter everything through the Word of God and take what the Word of God has to say. There's safety and security in the Word of God, and the Bible doesn't talk about those things, and make sure that you're studying the Word of God In what it has to say. And that's what we were emphasizing uh, in our um, prophecy update that we did last week uh, and then New Year's Eve. That there's been a lot of things talked about date setting, the Mayan calendar, uh, the four blood moons, the Shemitas, and all of this. The Bible never talks about four blood moons. Um, the Bible does mention that the moon's going to turn to blood in the day of the Lord. We're not in the day of the Lord. And even good Bible teachers will take those verses out that speak of the day of the Lord and try to apply to, you know, the great sign from heaven and, um, you know, the four blood moons and all of this. And Christians need to be grounded in what the word of God really has to say and take everything in its context. And that's what I want to encourage you. So let's go to. Uh, austin in hudson austin
5: uh, how's it going pastor jeff how
3: are you man
5: oh pretty good um good. i have a question you see on tv and you know in magazines and stuff it seems like
1: secular science is really pushing towards uh extraterrestrial life and that it's out there and it's almost becoming a religion of its own in a way that it's another outlet for them to
5: disprove
1: Christianity. Um, Right. You know, because there's extraterrestrial life, and that means we're not special and there's no creator, it's all evolution.
5: So Uh
1: when you talk to somebody who, um, I guess, believes in extraterrestrial life and that sort of thing, what's a biblical way for us as Christians to counter them?
3: yeah that's a good question, Austin, because I think we're going to see more of that. Um, I think we're going to um hear more of those things that are you know sensationalists signs in heavens, you know all these things. who knows what's going to come up and there's a lot of talk about you know uh looking for a planet that that holds life and aliens, and some people are really into that stuff. You know what I show them Austin I show them Philippians chapter two. And I show them verse 9, 10, and 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him, speaking of Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I don't personally believe that there's aliens out there Uh, I don't believe that there's, you know, all that stuff. The Bible doesn't speak about it, but if there was, and those who firmly believe that they're going to bow the knee to Jesus Christ, because that's what the Bible declares, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, those in heaven, those on the earth, those under the earth, and every tongue shall confess. So it doesn't matter. Um, that if there's, you know, you want to believe in aliens, you want to get distracted with that. Uh, Jesus Christ came to uh, die for the descendants of Adam and uh, mankind here on this earth, and he's made re- uh, redemption possible for us. And that's what we need to be focused on, is giving the good news, not chasing fables and myths that Paul said that's going to take place in the last days. And that's the other thing, too, Austin, is that Paul said that in the last days that some are gonna depart from the faith, giving over to doctrines of demons, to myths, to fables, having itchy ears, heaping up teachers from themselves. So there's gonna be a lot of things out there that I think are going to be, you know, just as I just got through talking with somebody about, you know, these things on the internet that talk about extraterrestrial and all these other things. Hey, Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Let's keep our eyes on what the Bible has to say. And there's, as Proverbs chapter 1 says, there's safety and security in that. So does that help, Austin?
1: That does. Thank you.
3: You are welcome. So I appreciate you calling.
5: All right. Thank you very much, sir.
3: You take care. We'll see you soon.
5: All right. Bye-bye.
3: All right. Well, it's good from you. And those are good questions because I think those are going to be subjects... Topics that come up that people, you know, whether it's with evolution or with extraterrestrials or with, you know, aliens and all this stuff, there's a lot of things that are out there that people like to give attention to. Mystical kinds of things is also another thing. And that's why John said in his um, epistle that test the spirits to see if they are of God. And the only way to really test the spirits is through the Word of God, filter everything through the Word of God, folks. And that's why it's important to know the Word of God, because there's a lot of things that sound good or will pull us away from truth or distract us. Hey, stick with the Scriptures, stick close to the Lord, and and know that He is the Lord of all of the world, all the universe. He created us, and you know the, the world and the universe in six days, and He's going to come back. So keep in the truth of God's Word. Well, we're coming to the end. We had a great show. Hey, a lot of prayers for people who... Um, have family members that are hurting. We want to continue to pray and um, and we want to continue to, to uh, minister to those who are hurting. And that's what I hope that we do as we end the program today. Keep in mind that you were created for such a time as this to bless and to minister to those who are linked to you all around you and to pray for them. Be a blessing to others and uh, be Uh, one that you have compassion for people, compassion for the lost, giving the gospel and ministering to others the love of Jesus Christ. So God bless you. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.